0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 46 of Jen and Millie, where a Gen Xer and a millennial share the strength-based perspective through which they view the world. We are your fabulous, oh, wow. not-aged hosts, <laughs> Allison and Tess.
1: Oh yikes, wow.
0: I okay. made a reference the other day about being seasoned, because you know I don't like the word old. Yep. So I use the word seasoned a lot, mm-hmm. and then I realized that I'm...
1: Referring to yourself as a steak? Salty. <laughs> salty. Salty. <laughs>
0: I'm so seasoned that I'm actually, you know, salty. Yeah.
1: A little hard to swallow sometimes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and we're, you know, I would love to be a spice at this current season. Um, but I, I'm a little salty. Hmm. And so then I thought, wouldn't it be fun thinking back to the fabulous Anne from Blair, yeah. who once said she has spices in her spice rack who are older, older than you, yeah. who are as if spices are real people. Yeah. Um, Spices in her spice rack that are older than you are. If we were determining our seasoned, when I talk about the word season, mm-hmm. if you were determining your spice ah. in relationship to your mood, your generation, Ooh. Ooh. your strengths. So I'm going to own slightly salty right now.
1: Oh my gosh. I feel like I'm in, I love that question. The first one that came to mind, I feel like I'm in a paprika kind of place. <laughs> <laughs> okay, do you
0: remember Blues Clues?
1: Yeah. Paprika.
0: Okay, so... Oh,
1: oh, yeah, yeah. The little baby, because <laughs> okay. they oh, okay.
0: were salt and pepper.
1: And then, oh, and they're baby And then paprika. baby paprika. That's definitely not what I meant by saying I'm in a paprika kind of place. Okay, well, you know.
0: interesting, though.
1: But, like, Spanish paprika, like, a little bit of just, like...
0: And immediately I think of blues clue's baby paprika.
1: Oh gosh, okay, I need a different one then. Um, so my mom is a Penzi spice person. Oh. Like the really fabulous, yes. really nice spices. And so she buys me all these spices every time she comes into town, right? Like, Tess, you need to up your spice game. I'm like, whatever. Like, you know, I like fry an egg for myself in the morning. Like, that's the extent of how I cook usually. I like to cook, but like she is very into mixing spices and stuff. And I have a favorite spice blend from there that I love. And it's got like, of Coriander in it, paprika, pretty peppery. Uh, It's called Arizona Dreamin', and it's a very like almost seems like a little bit of like charcoal grill esque. And I love to put it on veggies. Um, And I just like whenever I cook, usually just saute a bunch of veggies. And so maybe if you think of baby paprika when I say paprika, I'm going to change my answer to Arizona Dreamin' because it's a little bit of more of like rustic burnt, charcoaly like kind of essence and so that's how I'm kind of feeling.
0: Okay, so I'll add that to our worth mentioning board.
1: That's good.
0: Arizona dreaming.
1: Arizona dreaming, mm-hmm. pansy spice. Yeah, but anyway, okay, good question. So I had um a couple things I wanted to bring to your attention. I loved this quote, so again from this crazy accurate calendar that I got from Jen that has a quote every day on it that's so awesome. The quote today and I've shared with you so many of these, but I thought this was perfect for according Jen and Millie. It is from a Greek writer and philosopher, Nikos Kazantzakis. Kazantzakis. It's a very intricate last name. I'm probably butchering it. He might not still be alive probably at this point, so he might not really care, but <laughs> Greek philosopher. Um, but he says, uh, since we cannot change reality, let us change the eyes which we see reality. And I was like, what about, like, it was just perfect, I think, for even the strengths perspective, right? Like yes. and that's what I love when I tell people about it and especially the stat of like you're three times higher to rate a higher qual like a qual a better quality of life, right? If you have someone in your life focused on strengths or you're focused on strengths because it doesn't change the circumstances, right? Like life is still hard. Bad things still happen, Mm -hmm. things that don't make sense sometimes, right, in our world. And um, But choosing to view things from a strengths-based perspective, right, is really just choosing the lens. The lens is the term gallup uses, but I just love choosing even the eyes with which we see Mm -hmm. the world and see the reality that it doesn't change it, it doesn't make it any different, but it allows us to interpret that in a better way, right? So,
0: Well, it's the choice that we have. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I think oh, sometimes
0: that <clears throat> that word has really become more meaningful to me than ever mm-hmm. around choice. Yeah. So what choice do I have in this? And mm. even the the nuances of rules, mm-hmm. you know, perceived rules or interpreted societal, societal oh, yeah. expectations. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What choice do I have? And why do I have to do it that way? The, the way that everybody else does it or the way that it's it seems to be. Mm-hmm. Um, normal? Why do I have mm-hmm. to do it that way? Why can't I do things the way that I do? And I think I tend to rock the rules and expectations.
1: Yep, you're good about so,
0: that. you know, I am routined and I'm a rule follower, except when it comes to relationship norms. Mm-hmm. So I buck the system on reconnect. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. adopted. I've reconnected with my biological mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. We all connect now. Um, I still have a great relationship with my kid's dad and um, my kid's bonus mom abby and we do a lot i mean Mm -hmm. i get to choose to do to handle things positively even though the norm would be oh this now should be separate Mm -hmm. this door now should be closed Mm -hmm. i don't have to do things that way and i kind of like that i get to be I hear from some people you guys are a great example. And I hear from some people I could never do that.
1: Mm-hmm. And either
0: way is fine because I'm not doing it for you.
1: Yeah. I'm doing it yeah. for me
0: and it for my kids good. and for my families. Mm-hmm. So um
1: That's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that quote and how
1: isn't it good? How serendipity oh my goodness. Um, um, Especially
0: when I walked in here and said I want to talk about
1: what we're gonna talk about. Okay. Quick side note before, because you're going to totally strengthen on me, okay? And this actually lends into our our kind of overall theme, I think, when it comes to like internet privacy and data privacy, because I, you know, there's the thing Ancestry.com and genealogy that's becoming a big, that has become a really big thing. I don't think as much, but it used to be like everybody was doing it, and definitely like they've you know changed. You can get. Personal traits, and you can send in a saliva swap to find your allergies and things like that. So, um, Amazon Prime Day was this week, and they had Ancestry DNA on like 60% off. And so it was like 40 bucks. So I got it. Okay. Right? Like, okay. Of course. Obviously, straight Spot. I've been actually, and this is maybe something that might be surprising, like, I've been very curious, but I have been very hesitant to do it because of. things that are just about privacy, right? Like it's a public company um, and institutions use that data like, and, and it's in a really positive way, right? Like the Golden State serial killer and serial rapist was found because some distant relative of his did a genealogy DNA swab. Right. And therefore was able to connect it and find out who this guy was, right? Like I hope there's no serial killers in my family, but also murder. maybe the murder. <laughs> like maybe someone might be brought to justice as a result of that. But also that means my DNA is in every system, right? So, you know, not that I'm going to like go on a crime spree or anything, right? But like that's now public record, like my DNA versus as opposed to a picture of my face, okay? So it was a little bit more like I felt a little bit more like an infringement on my privacy, but I did decline consent in multiple ways. The only thing I consented to them sharing my personal DNA um, was, and I didn't know this, and I probably would have done it sooner had I known, I can decline to give uh, my DNA a public space. I declined to be found by people, oh. um, and... And that might be something maybe we might approach that differently. Like you might love uh-huh. to connect with distant relatives. I have lots of distant connect like relatives I already connect with. And so the investment of those peripheral relationships does not seem worth my time and energy. So I did not consent to being able to be found by people um, or to be listed as a public thing on the website uh, for people to search and find. And then um, the only thing I did consent to was genealogy research. So, um, oh. which... Makes a whole lot of sense, right? Like, So just think about that for a moment. Oh, but. let's
0: just do a little bit of learner context blend, shall we? Okay. Yep, yep. Um, I think that's interesting because I didn't know that you had those options to opt out.
1: I didn't either. Yeah. And
0: I think that's good to know and yeah. it's good for our listeners to know because maybe there are some people who have been hesitant mm-hmm. for that very reason. Yeah. I know that for me, and in my perspective, my lens yep. is through being an adoptee. Yeah. So through, through being someone who was part of a closed adoption, yeah. that had it not been for a series of absolutely, I mean, miraculous events, yeah. I would not have found my biological yeah. parents. Absolutely. So there's a piece of me that thinks, you know, I would hope for someone who's searching if they're an yeah. adoptee like me, and so much has changed. I mean, in the yeah. 70s, adoption was totally different than yeah. what it is now, but... For someone like me, who's maybe in their forties and and wants to maybe hasn't had the miracle that I've had and wants yeah. to find information out, mm-hmm. particularly around their health, yeah, um, yeah. I, I think,
1: yeah, definitely. wouldn't it be
0: great if you could? And my my brother recently, he did a swab, which led to. My sister's connecting to someone who is a biological relative of my mom. My, mm. my adopted mom is also adopted. And mm. so wow. that led to That's crazy. what I would like to say a big can of worms. And the thing is, yeah. is that if you're going to start opening worm yeah. cans, I hope that there's someone who's along the path with you yeah. to navigate it.
1: And also that people would be open and receptive to that, right? Like your mom's probably not going to be very receptive to that. No. Mm.
0: So, That's and hard. I th- and I think there's a really um, okay. So I just was I was just talking about this word consent and mm-hmm. the and permission. Yeah. So absolutely, is it okay for them, my siblings, to do that
1: without asking, without
0: talking to my mm-hmm. mom, because it's their DNA, but it's her story. Yeah. And so I've been very open with them about my opinion that whatever you choose to do with this, this is her story. Yeah. And you need to let de- make sure that she gets a, a say yeah. in how her story unfolds and how her story is told.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think
1: that's interesting there's like pros and cons to both of it so thankfully you can go in and change mm-hmm. some of those settings at any time like I can go in and say okay now I have the time and the energy so I want to connect with people that might be on here right I also have been very fortunate there is a genealogist in my family on my starman side my dad's side and we actually have a website starmanfamily.org and you can chase and you know trace all the way back to the like original aid of the great 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 great. I think five times great from my perspective. No, it would be more than that ancestors in Czechoslovakia at that time and the farm that we still have that's still in the family line like thankfully like I think so if I hadn't had that maybe I would have done this earlier had I there not been a literally a genealogy website for my family and you do a big reunion right we do a reunion where they come over um so we have some relatives in New Jersey now that immigrated later to the United States so there's like an original eight, and I think it's my grandpa's five times great so it would be Um, my seven times great uh grandpa I came from a grandpa um a male of that and there are an original eight siblings and half of them immigrated to the United States and half of them stayed in Czechoslovakia so I still have relatives they're now mostly in Prague and then there was a later immigration several generations later that is on the east coast and then most of us are here in Minnesota and Iowa um and some now in Nebraska actually um Oh, in addition to me, but anyway. So. Um, so yeah. when you um when do you gather with them? Um, every two years. Will you
0: share your, your genealogy results?
1: Yeah, yeah, I will. So I think this is interesting. Actually, what I'm most curious about is my mom's side. So, and this is something that I really. So one of my friends did the same thing, the ancestral DNA. One of my close friends, Cami, and I think that made me very um, interested in. Um, sorry, we're having some cleaning done in the central office. You're still here vacuuming in the background, but okay, can never escape the noise here. Um, <laughs> gosh. But anyway, so okay, so what I'm most curious about is my mom's side. And my friend Cammie, um, who did this, she shared her results very in depth with me. And so I think when we talk about our heritage, we always talk about it in purely cut mathematical terms, right? So my grandma, for example, my mom's mom, is half Italian and half mm-hmm. Hispanic, immigrated from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And so if I would do to, to do the math, right, my mother would be a fourth Hispanic, Correct. and I would be an eighth Hispanic, mm-hmm. right? But that's purely math. Each and every one of us are unique blends. We're not 50-50 our parents' genes, right? right? They come right. out differently. And so that's what was interesting, because my friend Cammy said, mathematically, she was like 20% Scottish. Um, like 10% German, uh, you know, 20% Scandinavian. So she's looking at all these, but that's from the math of her parents' heritage and then her grandparents' heritage and her great-grandparents. But it turns out she was a lot less Scottish than she thought and a lot more Scandinavian. And then it drilled down within Scandinavia where that was. It drilled down where in Germany her heritage specifically was from. And so it got very specific and then gave her her unique percentages based on that. And so that's what I'm most curious about, because people, you know, talk about that I'm, you know, have a lot more of my grandma's Mexican in me because right. I tan easily and have the really dark eyes that my grandma had and things like that mm-hmm. versus my brother and sister who tend to burn and have blue eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm more curious about my unique makeup within my family sure. heritage, specifically from my mom's side of my grandma and grandpa who just have such unique stories.
0: And I think what will be interesting when we talk about that math, the reason that that math is part of our dialogue mm-hmm. is because it's been handed down to us.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
0: my grandpa is 100% was 100% Irish,
1: yep. which okay. makes my
0: mom 50%, which makes me a quarter. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, I would love to take a look at a genealogy DNA kind of yeah. thing to see if that's actually true, because mm-hmm. I think that's been a story told. Yeah, yep. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden the story changes when yep. you start talking about Ancestry.com and you start talking yep. about, um, what is it, 31, 41, what is it?
1: 23 and me. 23 chromosomes in no, no, close on the
0: number of <laughs> well.
1: 23 and me.
0: When you uh-huh. start actually getting yep. the statistics, that's going yeah. to change the story for future generations. Yes, yeah, definitely. So it's not going to be this half quarter, la 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 yeah, la la. Yeah. It's going to be.
1: And very specific, right? Like, yes. so my grandma was from a place in southern Mexico where there was a lot more Mayan influence than immigrated spanish imperial influence right so she has a lot more native um hispanic native mayan um blood within her rather than you know so very specific Mm -hmm. heritage and genealogy um you know which is just very you know i think very unique and interesting like for cammy my friend cammy to say like this very specific geographic region of germany is where my family's line is from like crazy how they can tell that from your yeah, saliva how can they tell right? that? like I, and they're not I mean they're not looking at public records I mean they gathered my name and information but it's all from a little bit of saliva isn't that crazy DNA is amazing it's okay insane so anyway that's like a major side note to say it t- t- totally contexted me but I have I think not entered into it for s- specific reasons before but I'm excited to hear about it so my DNA is in the mail I can't take it back now
0: It'd <laughs> be like an envelope opening. You and opening envelopes with surprises lately. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So when I came in today, I said, Tess, I want to talk about the Face app. Mm-hmm. Because I just, I'm watching social media explode with people posting pictures of what they would look like yep. in their older self. A yep. couple of things. My immediate reaction is, why would you want to look at that or post that um, but that is I think the season that I'm in mm-hmm. but also a little bit around my generation because yeah. I'm, I'm 44 I'm in this stage of life where I'm thinking about what's next yeah. in a completely different way yeah. than your generation is thinking about what's next yeah. so I don't want to see a picture of what I'm going to look like because that's a person I really don't want to know Mm. anytime soon.
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So I don't want to see that picture. However, I cannot believe it has absolutely thrown me the people who are posting these pictures. Totally unpredictable, not the typical. So it's not my typical, and I love all my Facebook friends. I just want to state that, but it's not (laughs) my typical people who post a a meme a minute or Mm. who post recipes 45 times a day or Try to get me to buy a product from them or whatever, film like it's not my regular posters. Yeah, it's people that I really see as not into social media that much Uh are suddenly sharing these pictures of their older self. Also, I'm thinking the last thing I would want to have happen is someone to search me and think that I look like that right now.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> that's so interesting. I, I mean, at forty-four,
0: mm-hmm. I feel like, um, and I remember this. I can't remember who told me this, but it came from a friend who said there are seasons of life that age you. Mm. And I can look back to certain seasons and see my aging. Yeah, like I didn't have wrinkles, and then all of a sudden I had this mm. this map on my forehead. I feel like right now I'm going through a stage of dark circles Mm. and dark circles have really never been an issue for me and now are becoming a major issue for me. Mm. So I feel like there are seasons in which we could be stressed, could be a lot of different things, but we age quicker. Mm. Now I'm it's on my shelf, but I haven't read it yet. It's called the telomere effect and my friend Kristen sent it to me and it's all about aging and health and wellness and what, we, what stress does to our bodies yeah. um, and taking right. care of ourselves. So
1: okay.
0: the FaceApp. Uh-huh. So I come in and I said, Tess, I'm going to talk about FaceApp. Like, why would anybody <laughs> want to do this? And your response?
1: I've already done it. It's so much fun. So, okay. So I think an observation that I had when you're describing why would any – like, that never went through my mind. Why would anyone not want to do this, Right. But now that you talk about it, I'm like, okay, I totally understand. I think where we're at generationally, we have a very different perspective on aging. Absolutely, right? yours is because I'm closer to, know, right? so <laughs> closer to the end. So closer to the end. It's all no we here. No. Okay. So, um. Okay. So I would surmise, or maybe posit this, and you can correct me, that your approach to aging, even probably when you were my age it was fairly negative. Yes. Right. Like aging is bad. Right. Right. I don't want to get older. Right. My perspective to aging has always been positive. Always. Like I cannot wait to be older. Okay. All See, right. I think Just this a is second. The difference, here, okay? Here's the, the difference
0: I, is, is because you're so young right now. You can say that.
1: Okay. Yes. But also I think part of it is a strengths thing, right? I think it's generationally, but also like I have always been an old soul. I've always related true. to people that are older than me. I've always been a little bit of a, ahead of where my generation is at. Um, always been described as a little bit more emotionally and relationally mature than a lot of people my age. And so I've always felt like I'm trying to play catch up. So I can't wait to celebrate 25, right? That was an awesome birthday. Like, I can't wait to get to 30. Like these Say milestones, 50. I Say cannot I can't wait, to- wait to get to 50. Right? Like, I can't. <laughs> like honestly, I just can't even. My futuristic is solo. I can't even imagine being 50. Right. So that's also part of the concept of like, I have context so high. So I want to. I I like see myself now, and then I see myself on a porch as an 85 year old. Like oh, you will my be coffee, such a right? rocking grandma. I know. Okay, that's it. I'm like, want to be, you know. So that's where, but I don't see any of the middle, right? So like, that's how my futuristic works. Okay. Um, okay. Or the lack thereof, right? And so I think it also is a little bit of... You know and maybe a little bit of the basement or the learned behavior of your woo right that says Mm -hmm. like so your statement about what if someone finds a picture of me and thinks that's what I look like like that didn't even go through my head like who's looking at pictures of me on you know like who's trying to find what I look like on the internet like who wants to connect me with me via the internet right
0: did did you hear what you just said who wants to connect with me via the internet yeah oh everyone (laughs) that's what we do
1: yeah. That's but what like, social media is for. But I'm thinking like the people that I'm connected with on social media or want to connect with me, I have some face-to-face relationship with them already. Sure, Like I'm not connecting with people who randomly have sought me out. So they know that that's not a real picture of me. Okay. So that's my perspective is my relator pops up, right? That's right. like, I'm not going to be These friends with friends. somebody on Facebook that I don't know in person, Right. And so I think your pers- or that statement is like, nobody's going to be randomly searching me out, not having either like seen me present or met me in person or know a friend of a friend, right?
0: You don't ever randomly search someone via social media to see what they look like?
1: No. Not in general?
0: All right. There's so <laughs> many questions we have to oh ask our gosh. listeners because I think we take a poll, and I think this is going to go 50-50.
1: I mean, I think like i mean i've done it a few times but it's always been like i there's a reason i'm searching someone out that i haven't met in person like they married someone i knew in high school right or okay. All right, you know, time out. so like
0: let's do that they married someone that you know in high school and when you search you see their picture and you think why did a 70 year old marry my friend from high school
1: okay so this is a really interesting thing because i would never go there i'd be like what is altering that picture Right? But they look so accurate. Okay, yes, they all have a stamp on them. This is face up in the bottom right hand corner, unless someone's cropped that out. Also, I had a really interesting conversation with one of my professors. I grabbed coffee with her earlier this week, and she talked about intrinsic values that we have and what are dominant values. So, if we have two things that are in conflict with one another that cause cognitive dissonance, what overrides what, right? And so, in your mind, if you see that picture of aging and someone you met in high school or someone you knew in high school married someone that was super old. You'd be like, what are they doing together? Because relational relationships override your values, right? For me, logic overrides all values.
0: Oh, you're just backing Sean. Everything Sean has ever said to me since he's been a young kid. You have no logic in your argument. It's nothing but feeling.
1: No, you (laughs) totally have logic. But, like, you have logic, right? It's like, okay, so the example that she gave was – you know, white evangelical people that support Trump, not to get political here, but like in the end, they're going to cause cognitive dissonance because what he's doing is not aligned with the gospel, right? And so for a lot of white evangelicals, it has meant siding with believing in Trump over believing a Christian gospel message, two very important values. So for you, relationships and logic are very very important yes when something when they conflict with each other something has to win right something has to win it's so the other, other example she gave when she describes this when she's teaching it in class is if you see somebody floating towards you you see in your head someone floating or you see in in the flesh somebody floating towards you right do you automatically dissuade and disbelieve the law of gravity if someone's floating towards you, right? Or are you like, she's like, no, I'd be looking for the strings. I'd be looking to see you know, how they're floating, right? Because you have these two values that are coming into conflict, the reality of what you're seeing, right? And what you have learned in your intrinsic behavior, right, as the law of gravity. So in the end, even though two things can make sense and you can hold them as value, when they come into conflict with one another, something has to win in the end, right? And so I think when you and I, so I did not anticipate going here with this conversation. (laughs) However, awesome. When you and I see somebody from high school that looks as if when we go into the spouse's profile that they might be super old, right? Your overriding value that's going to win out is what does that relationship look like? Because it doesn't really make sense to me. For me... It doesn't make sense to me, so therefore it cannot be a reality, right? And that's just a different approach to that, right? I also would say, with the caveat, people that you knew in high school are in their forties, right? People I knew in high school are in their twenties, and so thank somebody, you for always reminding you know, me. that. So I mean, but just then the pure, you know, reality and logic of that is that nobody, you know, that I know of has ever had a fifty-year age gap within a marriage, right? Like, right. right. <laughs> So, my thought
0: around this face app, <laughs> which there's a ton that we need to cover mm-hmm. in that dialogue, but mm-hmm. my thought around the face app is how do people feel about sharing that? I mean, you brought this up with genealogy. How do mm-hmm. people feel about that being shareable mm-hmm. or being a public kind of thing that yeah. is owned by the face app people that they can share in yeah. any way that they want? And I said, why would someone do that? And you kind of reminded me hello, that's what Facebook is. That's what
1: Facebook is. Like, your pictures are everywhere. Right, (laughs) And
0: and thankfully, I have my pictures on there because twice in my life, my computer has gone to, and had I not had them posted on Facebook, I wouldn't have them anymore. Hmm. So when I think about some of these things, the feeling overrides the logic. Mm -hmm. So my initial feeling has been based on why are these people who never post – Hmm. Posting pictures of That's themselves looking thing. like yeah. they're 80. And why would you want to do that? Why would you even want to see that in your mind?
1: So, I would say I have. Okay, so this is an, an interesting dialogue, too, because I don't know that I've noticed that necessarily. That it's been, I think most of the people I've seen it from are people I see it from pretty frequently or see posting from pretty frequently. Um, what I, so my approach to it, I've done it, I've enjoyed it, it's been fun. I've never posted it publicly on social media. Well, now I want to see it. Yeah, I'll definitely show it to you. It's less about posting it and more about my lack of wanting to conform to what is trending. Got it. Which is an adaptability, but also a generational generational and personal value, right? Like everybody's posting their old self, so I don't want to be that person where I'm popping up again as yet another person that's following. Okay, so
0: I have to know this. Did you love the picture?
1: I loved it.
0: Of course you did.
1: I loved it. Of course you did. I'm like, so am I'm it, really such a cool old lady. <laughs> and I don't even want to say grandma, right? Because then that's culturally normative, right? And I do want to point that out like we said old grandma and I've caught myself by saying that because I don't necessarily know if I'm going to get married or want to get married and have right, kids, right? right? Like so assuming that all old people are grandparents
0: is not fair. Right. Right. Also, okay, so my first thought is I will be horrified by this picture of my older <laughs> self, and I knew you would say that you loved it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that is fascinating to me from A, a strength perspective,
1: mm-hmm.
0: B, generational perspective. Yeah. So I'm not in a hurry for that season.
1: Mm.
0: I cannot even fathom what that looks like. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of already showing on my own face what mm. it looks like. For the road ahead. The second piece I want to make sure that that we chat about here um, is around what seems to be that this app is creating some positive language and some positive references to aging. Yep. So I was shocked to see that Maria Shriver had posted uh, on Instagram last night. I saw this. um, It was all of her Today Show friends. And then the very next one, you think you're getting to Maria, and it's just a um, a picture of, of a screen that says, "You got to be kidding me! You knew I wouldn't do this, right?" <laughs> That's awesome. But it's opening up a dialogue about aging because we tend to not speak positively yeah. about aging. And I've I mentioned before, I'm reading Mary Oliver's—not um, Mary Oliver—I keep saying that Mary Pipher's book, *Women R- Rowing North*, and it's all about how women in particular, become, they feel like they're invisible mm-hmm. as they age. They feel like they become less valued. They're not important. They don't know their role. And I think I've had so many conversations recently, and this is, again, my, my generational perspective. So many conversations with women about what parenting and what life is like when your kids are adults. And if you've been an involved parent, it's a different season. Getting to know yourself again, getting to know time again, Mm -hmm. open time. Um, So I just thought of recently the fact that since I have been very, very, very young, I've always been in a mom role. So I started momming actually um, Mm -hmm. about the time my dad died because my mom kind of just didn't couldn't parent at that yeah. time. And then right away, there were three more littles in our life. So I, yeah. I took on a mom role at a very young age. Yeah. So I have essentially been momming yeah. since around five, six year, years of age. Hmm. I don't really know how to not. Hmm. And so that has helped me be very thoughtful about other relationships and the way that I step into A mom role even when people don't want that Mm. and my understanding of maybe pushing Mm. the limits of um, of what's fair I mean I'm not everybody's mom Mm. and that's been helpful to me to Mm. just kind of think through and consider a little bit but also why I naturally do that or I'm naturally drawn to people for that reason yeah but if this face app is positive because it opens dialogue around aging, yeah. and it helps us see more worth in those who look like yeah. your 80-year-old you. Yeah. And you are in the grocery store, and you see the 80-year-old version of Tess, mm-hmm. and you are more kind, and you are more generous, and you are more willing to connect with that person. Mm. Yeah. Then, then, okay, yay for the face app.
1: And I think even like what what I like most is people that have a very negative perspective towards aging, right? To be able to see that not everybody views it that way, right? Mm-hmm. And until we voice that, I think you'll always think aging is just people won't ever appreciate me or love me or see me the way, right. you know, the same way they do now as they will when I'm older. Okay. So this brought me to this morning on my way into the office. I was listening to, I listened to Modern Love. It's the um, New York Times love That's column. Awesome. Um, Awesome! Absolutely awesome. All about different types of love. There's been sibling love and dog owner to dog kind of love and friendship and romantic love. And so the one this morning was, um, and I think it was actually posted yesterday, but, and it's um, with the New York Times and WBUR Boston, right? Um, And the column uh, was, at what age is love enthralling? And it was written by an 82-year-old woman who had... A man about 20 years her junior, if not more, um, expressed that he had romantic feelings towards her, that he found her attractive, right? And how for her, she had a very negative view towards aging, right? And essentially counted herself out of the game at a certain point. She said like decades ago, right? Because I don't, you know, she's like, I don't find myself attractive or appealing or anything because I'm old right and so I just love the way that even like this this statement and it didn't turn into a relationship or anything it was just like he ended up finding you know someone um that you know he ended up going out to marry and but just the fact that she said someone had found her attractive, right? At that age and how it broke down these super negative learned behaviors, really learned bias, right? It totally is. It's a self-deprecating bias that people have when they have a negative view towards aging, right? My mom has it. I learned it and therefore I rebelled against it as well, right? Um, That, you know, every wrinkle is a problem and we need to get a serum for it, right? Because we can't accept it. Um, Every gray hair, is an indication of something that's not going right. Like, so this is actually a question that I have for you. You, if you're okay with me talking about hair dyeing. Hello. Um, You've been dyeing your hair for a long time, yes, right? Yeah, 16. 16
0: years old. Mm-hmm. I've had premature gray since I've been 16. 16.
1: So I have dyed my hair for fun once to go a little darker, just because I'm like, I've always felt more of like a brunette than a blonde. Dye
0: too. my hair for fun is a very
1: perplexing <laughs> statement to me. Right. And I haven't, I've only done it once, and I probably would never do it again. And I, I am cannot wait for the time where I get to pull off gray hair.
0: Oh. <laughs> so, where I just
1: get to, like, silver fox it up, right? Okay. Like, All right. <laughs> so many
0: things here. All right. So just a second. Yep. Grace and Frankie, if you're yes. not watching it, okay. yep. everyone totally it should so be. Yep. Because that exact scenario that you described mm-hmm. in Modern Love happened to Grace. Oh. And the way that she self-deprecated, yeah. she pushed him away. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great show. So many wonderful things. Funny, but also um, lots of heart stuff. Mm-hmm. When you talked about learned bias. Mm-hmm. Your mom and I are very similar in the sense that, Tess, your generation is probably one of the first generations to say, I love me for me. Mm-hmm. I do not have to fit into your standards. I do not have to fit into your mold. I will do things my own way. Yeah. I think previous generations have been very guided by the look, the norm, the cookie cutter, the box. Go back to Jim Clifton and the two mm-hmm. kids and the, you know, that's not yeah. the same anymore.
1: Yep.
0: Now your generation is saying, I embrace who I am, how I look, exactly how I want to look. Yeah. Exactly who I am. That is fantastic evolution. hmm But it probably has a whole lot. Your mom's perspective and my perspective around gray and fighting aging is because the boxes that we've been put in were part of the cultural norm. Yeah, Um, absolutely. The other thing, okay, so I'm very open about my my hair. Um, I started coloring my hair at at 16, um, had giant, huge hair perm, um, and got so used to, you know, that, that color process, I never really thought anything about it. I've only had five hairstylists, six, maybe five in my life.
1: Wow. So
0: I trust very, very few, very few
1: people. with that
0: information. Secondly, I, I have to color every three weeks Wow. or this part, the crown of my head looks like Heloise. Do you know who Heloise is? Mm-mm. Okay. That's a generational thing. So Heloise was this lady who gave cleaning tips, hints from Heloise, and she had a streak, a gray streak, across her hair Mm. that was very distinct. It was kind of white. And so my hair kind of turns into skunk, so it goes white right here, and then, you know, because this is where the roots are. (laughs) And the way that I wear my hair becomes very obvious. When that starts to happen it affects me tremendously. I think I look terrible. I think I look more tired. I notice right away when it starts every three Mm -hmm. weeks. Now, what I will say is if all of you don't have a great hairstylist who makes you laugh, who you can cry with, who you can share things with, then you are missing out. And Scott, I am so grateful, so grateful for Scott because I not only go in to have my hair colored every three weeks, I go in and I leave with a sense of gratitude and joy and he knows me. So you can, you know, obviously you can't see me here, but it took three haircuts to get to my current length because he knows me Mm -hmm. because he knows if he would have cut it short right away, I would have panicked and probably had an episode in the salon. Um, (laughs) So he knows me. And I think, When I get my hair color, when I walk out, Mm -hmm. I feel really, really good about me. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. But
0: that's also very generational. Yeah. So I watch the ladies that come in and out of his salon, and most of them are older. And they're witty and funny, super funny. Mm. But they're getting their hair done. They're getting it set and styled, getting their hair done. People used to go in and get their hair done. Like Which what we call insane. blowouts
1: right. yeah. is
0: essentially the same thing. Yeah. They were just getting their hair curled and done.
1: Which is so funny. And they
0: would wear bonnets and little things to protect their yeah. hairstyle. Yeah. So when I think about that, I think about the way that people – it helps people to feel a certain way about themselves. Yeah. That may be very generational. Oh, yeah. Your I, expression of self is where you feel in you. In you. Yeah. For the rest – for the other generations, I feel like their expression of self – where do I fit into this cultural norm that's been given to me?
1: Mm-hmm. Or what does my external self-expression need to be? So how many, right. people, Ooh, how many people in my that's
0: generation good. completely replicated Jennifer Aniston's hairstyle in Friends?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah.
0: I mean, okay. lots.
1: Yep.
0: They, it wasn't something that was original. It was something they saw on a screen and everybody went out and replicated it. Huh. I think your generation does less of that. Hmm. Previous generations see a picture of what it's supposed to be and maybe try to emulate that. I'm grateful for you, and I'm grateful for your generational perspective because you also have led me to be more authentic in just saying this is me. And like we talked about last time, I've watched you this Hmm. year really come in to your authentic self. And that's what we want for everyone. We want for everyone who is listening To think about your authentic self. The other thing I want to say about FaceApp before we wrap up. (laughs) If people think they're going to look like that, they better get on, A, an exercise program, B, (laughs) drink a lot of water, get really serious about their nutrition, and they cannot continue to live the way that they do and look like that.
1: Uh That
0: FaceApp makes you look like a good old
1: it makes you look like an adaptation of old based on your current lifestyle habits, right? And we know that there's a lot of research that, you know, that goes into when people get married, health declines. When people, you know, have a baby, health declines. When people get have stress under work or get promoted right. into managerial position, health declines, right? right?
0: So take a peek, see yeah. at your face app, and I'm going to tell you, yeah. you better get busy on yeah. on. Facial creams. Because they all make people look good. I mean, I haven't seen one that is just horrific. Mine's
1: definitely rough. Mine's definitely rough. But in the coolest way where I'm like, gosh, she's seen some life. Like, (laughs) that's that's my reaction to It also did help that I, like, used a picture of um, myself traveling because it was – and I actually did it. I didn't do my own. I did one of me and my friend Alex, and I said, I hope we're awesome boss ladies when we're this old and still traveling the world. Like, just as a joke, and then I deleted the app. Like, so I'm going to reinstall it in order to post a picture for our listeners. Um <laughs> <laughs> which I would like you to do one as well, uh, um, to challenge, right? Because if you're going to have a positive view on aging Alley, right, you need to confront the reality that it's going to happen.
0: Can't we just create one? Can't Hannah just create one? <sighs> Isn't, the <bitmoji> <laughs> Isn't the bitmoji enough? Just as a side note, all of our listeners, our Jen and Melly bitmoji took a long time to create, in my mind anyway, because we had to craft so many wrinkles on my face. Seriously, to make me look older, and that was really hard. Oh, here's Tess, and she even looks grumpy and doesn't have a wrinkle on her face, but Allison and jazz hands.
1: I will say, okay, my recollection of that was you saying you need to add more wrinkles. Well, because I want to be real. But then you're deprecating the fact that there are wrinkles, right? Okay, so that's so contradictory. (laughs) Oh my challenge gosh. me
0: test you challenge me I'm like
1: you're the one who told Anna to put more and more wrinkles on right
0: <laughs> you challenge me that's good you gosh. challenge me you challenge my brain
1: yeah okay anyway so Wow. we covered a bunch again we today a, whew, that was so interesting okay I love this it's so you know so interesting based on what's currently happening but also hopefully people tune in early so that we already don't seem like we're outdated but um <laughs> but anyway so uh I, so yeah, I guess I'd like to challenge people. Okay, so first question, right, is what if you were to pick a spice in your spice cabinet to define yourself, right? What would you pick? Um, what would you choose, and why? Explain. Give us some. Give us some context of your choice. Um, secondly, have you used the face app, and what has been your reaction to to it?
0: And will you please send it to
1: us? Please send it to us. We won't judge i'll say wow that looks like a cool lady or a cool guy or a cool right. someone who has aged well and we won't uh-huh. repost it we won't repost it no worries no um and yeah and then i think thirdly just your overall reactions how do you view the aging process mm-hmm. is the future and the fact that you will age a positive and exciting thing something you're looking forward to or is it something that you dread that's negative and to use the term that you used Allie, and i think is very common within your generation and older fight it do you fight it or do you accept it, right? Like, what's your stance? What's your posture towards aging? Um, yeah, would just love to hear your reactions to that. I think it's such an interesting topic and something where I think it's definitely generational. I think it's also definitely around our strengths as well that, yeah, we haven't really talked about this before, but it is so interesting. It
0: is. I, I The quote, don't grow up, it's a trap, comes to mind.
1: Oh, what?
0: So when you said fight it, Tess – I think I fight it in the sense of I want to stay authentic and active and
1: yeah.
0: of value and worth.
1: Yeah.
0: And so my fight it isn't so much around the I believe I will be a rocking grandma. Oh, but absolutely. More the don't grow up, it's a trap because mm. I wish I would have enjoyed the previous years more. I wish I would have spent more time in my 20s traveling and exploring and seeing mm. the world.
1: So your perspective on the future and on aging is almost, is negative because of the reflection, the reflexivity you have about mm. regrets and lack of taking opportunities. Like you did get on the motorcycle.
0: Right. And <laughs> which I could not believe that my son of all people <laughs> listened to that episode and said, how did I not know that story? And... <laughs> Were you seriously considering on to get on the back of a Harley with a bunch of strangers? Absolutely. And I said yes, and he said, I thought I knew you, Mom.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, so interesting. Okay, well I'd love to hear the reactions. Um, I do want to um to also foreshadow to the next episode. Okay. Uh because well we are approaching conference, but I think let's try and squeeze in an episode before that. All right. Also going along because you have requested this episode for a while. Okay. I would like to do an episode on strengths and the Enneagram. Yes. You've requested this episode for a while. I've dug into the Enneagram a lot in my personal life, in my faith life. I've done a couple workshops with some Enneagram writers and speakers, and so we're going to do a little bit of compare-contrast. I would like to challenge you. Let's find your Enneagram type. Um, which is so funny because you roll your eyes, yet in strengths training, you say, I'm a sociologist, so I've taken every super fun Except survey there is. It, the right. Enneagram
0: just seems so overwhelming to me.
1: Okay, yes. And that's where you have me to help you navigate okay, through it. All right? right? Like, I will help you in that process. Okay. Okay. Um, And so, yes, and we'll do a little bit of compare-contrast. I'll describe a little bit of what it is like based on what I've learned so far. So I've been studying this probably for about a year. Um, So I feel like I'm finally at a place where I could probably teach that to people because I know a lot of the different nuances of it. Um, So, yeah, we'll do a little bit of compare-contrast. What's the difference between the two? Um, Why would you maybe want to employ it? Why would you want to stay away from it? Um, And so then people can kind of look forward to that. So Great. Yeah good hey, future casting hey, Good, yes I try I was like I know I'm just going to eventually have to rip the bandit off you've asked us to do it so many times uh-huh. we gotta do an episode on that so and I've been stalling if you haven't noticed um, alrighty well thanks everybody for tuning in to this episode 46 of Jen and Millie if you enjoyed today's, if you enjoyed today's conversation consider sharing this episode with a friend Uh, To interact with us and share your responses to the questions that we posed in this episode, give us a follow on Instagram at Jen and Millie. That's at G-E-N-N-A-N-D-M-I-L-L-I-E. Until next time.